0: you're engaging with people and building up relationships with those people that's something that's got real real value that lasts
1: once upon a time there were tens of thousands of makers struggling every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income one day the no code wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find the way because of this makers became founders and earned the money they deserve because of this founders can have growth freedom and wealth until tomorrow no code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity that's what i'm all about hello my name is abdulaziz and from an ethical hacker to a european ivy league business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer i have lost everything twice and now i'm rebuilding my life one more time one percent a day the no code wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity perspective and persistence to go on this journey with me and get the answers about money marketing and mindsets so that makers become earners earners become founders and founders get freedom and create wealth and thank you all so much for the support this podcast now is ranking very nicely on apple in the entrepreneurship category top 200 in san francisco top 60 in germany top 50 in the uk top 30 in sweden top 25 in italy and top 25 in india so please keep rating reviewing subscribing and sharing my guest today is joshua tiernan from queen margaret university to volunteering at cancer research uk From the Scottish SME Business Awards to the City of Edinburgh Council, Joshua founded and sold Remote Circle and Wedding Hacks and is now the founder of No Code Founders, a community of founders who are building tech businesses with no code. He loves building in public. So today is going to be a lot of fun. Joshua, how are you?
2: I'm good, thanks, Aziz. How are you?
1: I am glad, happy. Excited, and to begin, since we will focus on no code founders today, I would like like a story, the origin story or the inception <laughs> story like that movie that 's a funny word to say, but how did it come to be? Was there a story, a realization, a moment that made you think, "Wow, the no code founders is needed, and i 'll make that happen yes,
0: um, good question so I had previously found a few different projects online. Some of those worked um, and got acquired, and some of those didn't work. And I had always used no code tools to do to launch those businesses. And at the time, I wasn't aware of the term no code. Um, but my more recent startup, Remote Circle, which was a remote job board, I built on Bubble, and. Building through Bubble, I discovered this term no code, and for me that was a moment of realization that there was a term to define people like me who were building businesses without using code. Because I'm, I've always been into the business part of online business, but not so much the development side of things. And so that that term was really eye opening to me. And that was coupled with the seeing a rise in the popularity of online communities and particularly charged online communities. And at the time, there wasn't really a lot going on in the no-code space in terms of community. Um, So I set up a Slack channel called No Code Founders, invited a few people that I knew. And really, it was a way to meet people in the same situation as myself. So people like me who were running businesses without using code. And it's grown from there.
1: I like that. So basically, you are focused on the business part. You didn't have the coding skills and you didn't realize that no code existed, but you use tools that could des- be described today as no code. Or back in the day, we called them what you see is what you get. At least that's what yeah. I've known them to be. And yeah. therefore, it's the true, like one of the meanings of innovation, it's very rare to bring something that never existed, but you created the collision of two worlds apart the community kind of world as well as the no code world where you recognized it was missing at the time from no code by creating a slack channel that is for people like you who are non-technical founders to meet each other correct exactly that's exactly right and to go a bit further Since this is very important, I will begin with one of the things. What kind of deep benefit or real eye-opening use or positive impact did you notice as soon as you invited those people to the Slack channel that helped you, obviously, and in objective and clear ways?
0: Helped me in my own business journey. Is that what you mean? Like from a business perspective?
1: Any perspective that yeah. can be directly attributed to that Slack channel, especially early on when you were more of the beneficiary, if it might be said, rather than the manager or the uh, someone who is in charge of more of the organization?
0: Yeah, well, I think the, just the collaborative opportunities that arise out of being part of a, no, being part of a community in general um, are always amazing when when you use a community properly and a lot of people don't use communities properly they use it just as a place to shout about what they're working on but uh, when you use it properly and engage with people and um, present what you're working on in a way that uh, elicits feedback that's a it's a very powerful thing and in a community like that you can like no code founders you can create gen- genuine relationships. And it's, it's a, that's a far more important thing than building a large Twitter following, for example. Thank so, you, this uh, is
1: very important. And I have at least three things to ask, but I won't go too much because people always tell me, like, it's, I can't remember the first question, so I'll go one by one. Okay. Yeah. You said, when you use a community properly, because most people do it improperly. And of course, you spoke about eliciting feedback, building relationships. I want you to dive deep and tell me more in details. How do people, other people, use communities in the wrong way?
0: Um, Well, it's it's not necessarily the majority of people, but a lot of people join communities for the wrong reason. And the reason is to spam the community, or just post one time and then never come back. And I'm guilty of that myself and in other communities that I've joined. And if you're just going somewhere to tell people what you're working on to try and get a few easy clicks through to your site, um, it's not, that's not any, something that's providing any long-term repetitive value you're getting. You might get a number of people coming to your site and that's it. But if you're engaging with people and building up relationships with those people, that's something that's got real
1: real value that lasts. Um, okay, one second. Yeah. Long-term repetitive value, long value that lasts. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that.
0: Well, I think you know there's a lot of people building startups early stage and they're trying to... Get some traction, and their approach is a kind of spray and pray approach, which is let's just shout about it as much as possible, and the focus is on numbers, focuses on uh, getting a bigger Twitter following or numbers to the site, or and sometimes those things are important, but more important than a big Twitter following is a group of people who actually care about what you're working on, um, and I've I've had a lot more value from a handful of five or ten relationships over the past two years since starting No Good Founders, Founders um, than, you know, a larger Twitter following. And, you know, reaching a, a large number of people with a message is you know, one thing, but there's nothing that's prompting those people to take action.
1: But the One second, are- one second. This is beautiful. It reminds me of the Kai Ferrazzi book Who's Got Your Back, which is about building deep strong trusting relationships rather than a large number of acquaintances and i want more details so my understanding is you are saying and maybe you're even alluding to that 1000 true fans uh, post or theory uh, that is online which i love and i agree with a lot but let's work on this in a more of a systematic way so to you and please correct me if i'm wrong a lot of people when they join communities they just spam basically which means they use or view other members of the community as just an object they objectify them and look at them as clicks and numbers and vanity metrics and focus on the number of clicks and the number of followers or subscribers while in reality if you have a billion subscribers who don't care that doesn't matter, but in your situation, you notice if you have deep strong trust and relationships with ten people, that has impacted your life significantly and therefore it's relationships over vanity metrics. Did I understand correctly?
0: Yes. And I think the I think the relationships are the thing that trigger the second part, that trigger the clicks. Because if you create something, you share it with the world, and you've got 10 people who are going to support it and are going to spread the word about it. Those are your ten, your first 10 true fans. And it's almost like you have a kind of evangelistic core to spread the message. So whereas if you're attracting a 1,000 people and you've not had any previous conversation with those people and they're literally just a user and you're trying to monitor their behavior... Um you're kind of starting from zero. Whereas when you've got it's kind of to me it's like a it's almost like a snowball effect. So you, you start with a, a group of people who are truly engaged with what you're doing and and let that naturally spread the message.
1: Thank you. So if I understood correctly, you're alluding to the difference between warm traffic or referral traffic versus Uh, cold traffic where if you have a core of engaged people when they speak about you those who will hear will be warmer rather than cold coming as clicks who know you or don't know you from adam and well please explain to me in a different way let's say someone joins no code founders how is this whole theory approach and mindset something they will benefit from as soon as they enter? Into the circle of no-code founders.
0: Well, one thing I do is I say hello to all new members. So I start a conversation with every person who joins the community, find out a bit about their background, what they're working on, um, so that the first thing that they're getting is somebody who's engaged and you know wanting to build a genuine relationship with with them. Um, Look,
1: this is beautiful, but I have to stop you here and ask, Mm -hmm. do you plan to teach people how to create communities or do you have such a thing? Just tell me yes or no. No. Because now (laughs) we're speaking about you as a community builder, which is not really the marketing. It's more about the way that you manage, which is beautiful and good, but Mm -hmm. it will be a great conversation if you planned to create like a map or a training a community for community builders then we will go down this track and we will create magnificent marketing for this new idea but then from the no code founders um, approach and for its marketing i have to think from the perspective Mm -hmm. of the customer yes you they come in they're a member you welcome them it's warm and beautiful and they feel really good i want to know from their perspective Okay, let's speak from their perspective. You have no-code founders. Why is now the perfect time for someone to join no-code founders? What changes in the world? What changes in the community? What changes in the platforms and apps make that it's the time for no-code founders to be the right choice? Well,
0: I think no-code in general is a massive opportunity to a massive market of people who don't know that it exists. And the term no code is still niche, whereas the number of entrepreneurs out there who are non-technical is massive. So I very much focus on entrepreneurs rather than the no code community. So as it's, it's not that, you know, there's a kind of core no code audience who are, very interested in building things. And that's a very big part of who, know, who is involved in No Code Founders. But I'm also looking at the much wider group of people who are entrepreneurs and haven't yet discovered No Code. Um, I think, especially now with the pandemic, uh, there's been a massive rise in businesses being, being started. Um, You can look up statistics about that. I can't tell you any, but there's been a a huge rise in the past six months. And I think no code is one of the the best routes for these people because it's starting an online business using no code tools can be a very cost effective way to start a business. It doesn't have to have high running costs. And
1: look, I love what you're saying. I agree with you. However, you are like the mastermind of no-code founders, do you tell people there to get feedback from the market and give the market what it wants or to go with their idea and try to sell it in the market?
0: To go with their idea. Um, I mean, I wouldn't push out an idea without validating it first. So, you know, using a community is one way to validate or building an MVP using no-code is the fastest way
1: i love that i agree with you the podcast is called no code (laughs) wealth for a reason but you know in marketing what we have is what entrepreneurs do they try to jump to the next thing before they pick out all the low-hanging fruits and before maximizing an avatar and instead of thinking about reaching people who didn't even know no code exists which is good But good once you finished all the easier routes, if that makes sense. And to me, Mm -hmm. then I have to ask now, in no code founders, what kind of person is either the most engaged, most profitable, or seems to be the easier or the easiest to join? Because there is no reason to try to overcome more than you need to overcome. And one of the ways is don't try to go for a bit harder avatar like people who didn't even hear of no code and need to be educated on it well maybe now there is a segment we're not thinking about and not realizing is there and is eager open and excited to crush the gates into um no code founders and get in so please tell me what kind of person is either the most profitable if profit is uh, now a priority or the most engaged if engagement and relationships is now the number one priority and no there is no shame in putting profit now uh, as a priority it's important money is the oxygen for your business to have the marketing budget to reach those entrepreneurs who they haven't even heard so please tell me.
0: well so i mean the priority still remains engagement and the i mean all the core market for no code founders has always been the no code community and especially the no code community coming from Twitter and that community has been growing rapidly. Um, if you track the no code hashtag, it's been growing rapidly over the past year or two. So a lot of the people joining no code founders are, are purely organic. Most of of our marketing is organic. I do very practically zero outbound marketing, um, to get users at the moment. Um, the entrepreneur category outside of no-code is something that I've not even targeted at all yet. Um, but I just see that as as the future of it, really. Um, I think the term itself, no-code, is quite self-explanatory. And there's other uh, businesses in the no-code space which haven't explicitly targeted the no-code community and have, have grown very fast by marketing it in a different way. Apps Without Code, for example, is, is a good example of that. Uh, who have targeted people wanting to start businesses.
1: Perfect. Um, I'm here to support you. So to ask you, you see, this is my understanding, and please correct me, that either way you will get people from the no-code community because organically it's growing and it seems all the roads are leading back to Rome or no-code founders. (laughs) Therefore, it's not something to focus on. And what to focus on is the future money of already starting to build the platform that will bring in the entrepreneurs who haven't heard of no-code. Is this a fair um, understanding, or would you like to change your comment?
2: No, I think that's a fair understanding.
1: Okay. So right Mm -hmm. now, you're all okay with the no-code community, but I have to ask you, within your community, of course, following the Pareto principle, there will be 20% of people who are engaged and 4% highly engaged, and 1% hyper-reactive people, which will be in total 5%. And to ask you, the most engaged kind of people, what kind of commonalities do they have? Do they work in a specific kind of uh, service, or build in a specific kind of app, or website, or seem to be from a specific geography, or a specific kind of mindset or educational background or anything like that or maybe a favorite tool even like they uh, seem to love one tool over another can you speak about that because i will say why because those characteristics if we can imagine that we meet the entrepreneur who in the future will become that we can know through those characteristics who to go for rather than go to the unlimited billion future entrepreneurs, which you won't have money to target or time or space or ideas. So let's Mm -hmm. try to replicate the people, the most engaged people you have in outside of the no-code community.
0: Yeah, I think they are probably serial entrepreneurs looking at the hyper-engaged ones. That's a common trait, Um, you know, people who are kind of serial makers releasing multiple projects
1: a year um, or... Great, great. One second to make sure, though. Are they successful serial entrepreneurs or do they create multiple small projects but nothing come come of it or both?
0: And more successful, I would say. More that they're monetized and, and usually doing that full-time.
1: Perfect. And okay let's begin with those and then we will expand it to the entrepreneur imagine we only wanted to target those let's begin what do those want that the no code founders community provide to them specifically and their specific needs as successful monetized serious uh, serial entrepreneurs
0: um i think it provides a way to engage with others in the same position. Um, The other thing is it allows them to ask questions about building or marketing or something else business-related and get quick feedback. The speed of feedback is very important.
1: I love that. I, I really love it because speed of implementation is one of the criteria of successful people. And I want us to dive in and focus. And I will ask... A question that I deem to be fair but please tell me if this is like a totally wrong assumption usually successful serial entrepreneurs or people who become successful quite fast and maybe easier they get an ego about it and they view that asking questions is in a way reducing their reputation and showing that they are ignorant in a way and I'm exaggerating but some people think that way So to ask you, did those serial entrepreneurs have some humbling experience where they lost everything and that brought them into a more realistic, no ego position where they understand that they need to ask questions and they don't know it all? Or have they been all easily successful from the beginning and very more competent than the average person and more lucky as well? And therefore do you sense that there is an ego involved or are they okay really with asking any questions even the ones that other people will think wow that person doesn't know this
0: um so yeah i mean i ask questions in the community myself and i think the others i think any serial entrepreneur has had failure and um, that is an important part of being an entrepreneur and um, because not everything is going to work, so um, I don't know all the backstories. But the you know part of an entrepreneur's journey is things not working, and that, it's not even just that the project doesn't work. There's things within the project that don't work, and to be an entrepreneur, it's about uh, constant adaptation and solving problems. So um, I think I I think that failure is one of the most important important things um and certainly the people who are involved in awkward founders a lot of the people that i speak to have had their their fair share of it and that's just the way it is
1: i like what you're saying i really really do and i'm hearing some beautiful stuff but let's go a bit further to find your uniqueness there are many forums online or places where people even like YouTube comments or whatever where people could ask their questions. And maybe this seems like a simple question, but I need to hear it from you. Why should people, those serial entrepreneurs, come to no code founders to get the answers? Well, they could even put a hashtag no code and ask in Twitter, what is the extra value there? Because yes, I could post now in Twitter no code. I have problem with X, Y, Z, please help. And I can get 10 answers within the next 10 minutes or less. So what is superior in using no-code founders? Well,
0: one, one thing is that there's an element of privacy. So you might not want to broadcast something to the world if you're working for a client, See, you don't want to make it completely public. The other thing is the concentration of experts. So there's a lot of people who are very have a lot of expertise in no code tools of all kinds. Um, so that's that's something that's very important. And the there's a culture in no code founders of having questions answered. So I've I've always focused on engagement. I've not focused on on growth ever as the primary thing. I've always focused on engagement as the primary thing. So there's always a, a, a there's a lot of things posted, and the majority always has an answer, um, and that's that's what I try to do. I'm tr- I try to stick to a kind of no question unanswered policy, and obviously you can't always control that. But um, there's certainly a culture of collaboration within the community
1: brilliant stuff i love what you're sharing right now and i have to ask about a theoretical or not so theoretical situation imagine a serial founder who monetized and is working on a project right now and he has a question and he never heard of no code founders what would be the typical ways that they will try to solve it and what is the worst thing that can happen from going down those routes?
2: Hmm. Interesting question. Um, I don't really know. I mean,
0: the, I think the, the worst option is is not to ask at all, um, unless, I mean, sometimes working things out for yourself is, is very beneficial as well. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, there's some, some communities like on Reddit, for example, can be quite ruthless. And, you know, if you're posting something in a, a community with a more ruthless culture, you might get quite aggressive feedback, which for some people is, is hard to take. And you have to be quite thick skinned about it. So to me, that's, that's really the only danger. I don't see many downsides of asking, asking questions when you need help.
1: Great. And, well, you said they're quite successful, those most engaged. Why? Don't they just hire an expert and get direct, customized, even hands on implementation rather than ask the people in No Code Founders? What is somewhat of the benefit that makes No Code Founders even a viable alternative to spending money on an expert directly?
0: Well, I think, firstly, it's free uh you get a response quickly and you p- probably get a variety of different responses from different people so you're getting different perspectives not only that there's experts in all different kinds of things so there's experts in different tools like bubble and airtable or webflow or zapier and there's experts in marketing and in pricing strategies and all these different things and I mean, you'd probably have to hire quite a number of consultants to get that breadth of knowledge um, that, that you get from engaging with a, a community like No-Code Founders.
1: Great. And I have to ask a more No-Code question, mm-hmm. which is why are those non-technical founders, why do they prefer or try to, to do it themselves or with an assistant using No-Code tools rather than getting a technical co-founder?
0: Well, there's different reasons, but some people prefer to be solopreneurs. They want to have 100% control of the product. Um, they might not know any people who are technical and want to start a business, so they don't have that trust. Um, it's, there's the quickness to market. It's far quicker to develop something with no code um, and cheaper to develop something. Um, so, I mean, my opinion is that most products, if possible, should be developed as an MVP, at least, using NoCo tools because they're so capable these
1: days. So I
0: always see it as, as a first route, really.
1: I like this, and please dive more into why the speed of creating an MVP is so valuable for the serial entrepreneurs who are the most engaged why specifically is that speed of testing ideas and creating mvps using no code so valuable and why is a bit of delay in getting answers a big deal or is it why is it like so important to get answers fast from a variety of experts so two things why getting answers fast is valuable and why is testing ideas fast valuable and again these might seem to be simple questions but I want to hear it from you not assume anything
2: yeah the speed is important because time is far more valuable than money and the the, if you're going to invest months in developing something without yet knowing if it's if the product has a place in the market then that's a massive loss And I know this from personal experience because a previous startup that I uh, launched,
0: I had spent three months developing a website. And when I launched it, it turned out there was no market for it. And I'd put hundreds of hours of work into the development. And, you know, it was a massive waste of time and extremely disheartening. So that's the first thing. And the, the other problem is that once you start building something, if you're building it for a long period of time, you're going to be constantly thinking about it, and you know your mind starts to create strategies and think up marketing plans and things. And you don't want to get ahead of yourself before you even know if there's a place in in the market for it. So, an MVP with an open tool can be built extremely quickly, depending on what it is, and you can get it in front of users and see if there's a a place before investing any more time into development.
1: Great, so this resonates with them that before they had a similar experience as you where they have spent time and maybe months building something. And like you said, having all that effort, mental effort and even practical effort of thinking through the marketing strategies and all the other things they will need to do, only to see it fail and get vexed and disheartened. Is this something yep. that will resonate and will be a common experience between the most engaged people in No Code founders? Yeah,
0: I think so. Because you know, when you when you're creating a startup, it it consumes you. It, like it, it becomes something really for entrepreneurs. It becomes something that's uh, really important to you and. You know you spend a lot of your time processing processing it in your in your head so you know you don't want to become too attached before before you understand um
1: great great and please now tell me when they get attached does that lead them to like neglecting other parts of their life does it lead to them building up like a false expectation with their spouse or parents or children or friends that in the end it will be like somewhat of a public crash and burn or anything that tends to happen or maybe they will neglect their health and other parts of their life or is it purely, truly the money waste and the time waste?
0: I'm, I'm not sure on the, on the first one. I think if every person's different. But I think the the money and time waste is common to to everyone, um. If they're not, if they're not uh, validating quickly.
1: Okay, so in your situation, when you created previous projects that didn't work, nobody in with like blamed you, or there was no tension because of this within any relationship you had. Is this correct?
2: Yeah,
0: that's correct. I mean, I'm I'm a solopreneur, so all my projects have been on my own. Um, So, there's not many uh, things that that can fall out from
1: that. Thank you. And so, to understand, if I understood correctly, let's go the other way. What is the main benefit when they create a successful MVP that resonates with the market? Is it that they get another uh, business that they will sell and will get acquired? Will they be interested in having somewhat of a VC uh, first round of investment and then scaling it? Or is it they want to be solo entrepreneurs, but they're thinking about multiple streams of income? Or what would be the thing that will be the most meaningful or important goal for them? successfully creating an mvp that they find wow this works in the market
0: i think that the number one thing is to have source of income that's that generates a lot of income you know re- really profitable lean online businesses um you know that's definitely a common theme um
1: great one second yeah. and why is that important because Money is an enabler or a disabler. So why is that high source of income important to them and not having it? What is the problem or friction right now with not having that? Especially you said we're speaking about serial entrepreneurs who are already successful and have monetized. Well...
0: I mean, there's, there's some that are successful and there's others that aren't. But the, I think the, the thing is that these types of businesses, particularly no-code businesses, can have really massive profit margins because of the tiny running costs. And that is in the world that we live in with a you know, massive rise in remote work the job market plummeting globally, these other options that people have to be able to start things quickly and cheaply and run with something purely based on an idea is extremely attractive. And they can create a, a very good quality of life for themselves.
1: Thank you. It's not, I mean, in my experience, people who will care about the job market and want to replace it with uh, a new job <laughs> of entrepreneur are not the same as entrepreneurs who are basically unemployable because they will hate that job so much that even if it was a market full of job opportunities they will not stand more than two months or six or whatever in it so i want us to have a clean avatar the most engaged people Do they have an entrepreneurial spirit where they will be unemployable or are they really people who can succeed in the corporate world but because of the shaky nature of the job market they will prefer to have something of their own and you don't even have to guess because in many businesses you attract people who are similar to you. So if you speak about yourself in this case it will Resonate with the right people who will be a perfect fit for your values.
0: Yeah, I think I think that is true. That people who are most engaged are like me, and for me, so I am a serial entrepreneur, but I am also employed, um, also working in tech, and that's definitely a common trait that uh, people are are working in tech full time, but they're also running. A side project or several side projects, and um, so they've got multiple income streams, and um, and that's the same for me, and that's a situation that I like. Despite being an entrepreneur, it's a situation that I like because I I like um, I also like the opportunities um, of working with other people and working for an employer. So
1: great, I like great. I have to ask. Please tell me these things, and let, now we specify, It's people who have a job in the tech sector, but they like to have side projects that bring in income. Two things. Those people who work in tech, do they really tend to be non-tech people? I mean, do they tend to be in positions that is not a coder or programmer? Because I can speak about Yaro, who I think is a coder and a developer, yet he uses no code to develop projects because it's much faster and easier that's one thing and please comment on this i want to make it as simple so that as possible so it's not confusing because i i can ask a billion questions because my brain works that way but i will ask only two it's uh, about whether they will work in tech in some non-technical position more often than not or maybe they could be developers who prefer no no code please comment on this as well as what happens, let's say, you have enough, you have side projects that cover more than your salary. Does that give you some kind of peace of mind that you enjoy your job more because you know, okay, if I lose it tomorrow, I'll be fine. And therefore, it becomes more of a game rather than a stressful situation. Or what really would be the benefit of, in addition to having a job, seeing multiple lucrative sources of income from side projects that were created using no code
0: Hmm. so the first question the people are more in non-developer roles i would say more like marketing roles uh product roles but developers there are developers in the ncf community and i think a lot of no coders They are still technical people because to build with no-code tools, you still need to be able to think in a technical way. And you know, a lot of people as they start developing with no code, they often learn bits of JavaScript and things and become almost like a junior developer. So there's um there's a there's a mixture, but it's it's more than non not not full developers that we have. um, the Regarding the, the job thing, I don't think success with side projects makes your day job more enjoyable. Um, I think you either enjoy it or or you don't. Um, so for me, there's really no there's no effect from the success or failure of, of the side projects. Um, I almost see them as, as two distinct things.
1: Thank you. Then why, if... Such a job probably provides enough of a good quality of life. You said that the side jobs will provide a good quality of life. Well, what is happening there? Are the people interested in getting money to invest in like some real estate or other tech startups or what or will they take their families for extra vacations if (laughs) it's possible in this day and age anymore or what is going on? with that extra money. Yeah,
0: I think a combination of those things. Um, and also just they, they want additional security when the economy is so uncertain. So you
1: know, Okay, think... okay. One second, this is important. The economy is uncertain or the job market and therefore their job is somewhat uncertain because these people, I would assume, and please correct me if this is wrong, They will be at a competence level where they will not be downsized or laid off easily. And therefore, is it more that those people think in terms of, wow, the economy is going to crash, money is going to go to zero or whatever, and they're more of the prepper kind? And that's what it sounds to me. So please correct me if this is wrong. And therefore, they want more money to stockpile gold and toilet paper and canned goods just in case things go um, haywire and therefore they're prepared or what kind of thing because if you tell me a little bit of everything i cannot go in any direction with everything it's better if to know the trend or the tendency
0: so i've not served with them i've not served with my community on that question so i couldn't give you an answer on, on how it breaks down but that, that, that's just my feeling that, that there's a, a combination of other things just to me those are the the normal things that people want to spend their money on um and um, but yeah, I don't have a, have a have a breakdown of the of the community in that way
1: Great. Now we're going to go in many directions and I like this because there is gold in many unexpected and every expected way as well. To ask you, you said there are non-techies in the tech world. Well, do such people tend to know about no-code or even within those no-code isn't so common knowledge? Um, I I think it's, it's still not common knowledge at all, no. I think it's, uh, it's a great And plan, how to reach but... those people? Okay, this is wonderful. Is there a way or a community or a space or a um, an R, like a, some media or anything like that that has a high concentration of those people, non-tech people but understand tech, in the tech community?
0: Um, product hunt. I think, I think a lot of no-code products have been launching to number one Product Hunt. And I think that will be a massive driver of awareness.
1: Okay. So hmm. to clarify, people who have that job, those jobs in uh, non-tech people in the tech world, they're very familiar and follow closely Product Hunt. And when a no-code tool or product makes it to number one, and gets featured it gets discovered by those people correct yes
0: and i think just the con the number of st- uh, no code startups and plat- no code platforms that are launching on product hunt recently and they've been getting top spots just the sheer number of them constantly coming through is just going to raise a whole load of
1: awareness okay and when those that awareness is raised there is like an organic flow that brings people to know code founders automatically. Yes. Yeah. I would say. So. so it's like the rising tides rides all all boats, correct? Yeah, exactly. What is the thing that you want to do actively with entrepreneurs if the perfect people are getting into the community through Um, all kinds of no-code tools and apps in product hunt and other places and you are positioned in the right place to receive especially you said i focus on engagement not on growth and you even mentioned that sometimes growth can be detrimental to engagement so it seems to be a bit paradoxical can you please clarify this point
0: well, I think the growth comes organically through the growth of no code. There's probably a time soon where I can start to focus on growth. But in terms of actually because community is a is a difficult business type to run because it's about people and it's it can be difficult to monetize as well. Um, because the the product that you're offering is relationships with other people. And that's uh, to actually be able to create that, you have to build that first. And the way that you build that is through building genuine relationships between yourself and people within the community and nurturing the conversations and all these things. And that's a slow process to do well. And No Code Founders started almost two years ago now as a Slack community. And it's taken that long to we, we were one of the first so we had a, a good opportunity there to uh, get those early people who were looking for that but then for me to make sure that people are getting what they're coming for I had to focus on that engagement so I think engagement focusing on that in the early stages was important and then it gets to a point that it almost takes care of itself but you do still have to manage that and then you can focus more on growth. So um, up until now, I've really just been growing with no code. So as no code grows, because there's awareness of no code founders, it's, it's grown organically. So in the past five months, we've doubled in size. So we, we had 3,000 members in the first 18 months. In the past five months, we've added another 3,000. So we're really on a upward trajectory in terms of the audience size, Um but still, I'm, I'm still at the ensuring that engagement's there. And we, have a, we launched a new site last year, which couples in with the Slack. And, you know, that's another big focus for me is making sure the engagement's there on the site before we like, properly focus
1: on, on growing into
0: these larger markets.
1: Thank you. And how do you monetize, since you mentioned that asking questions is free, of course I understand that, but how do you monetize the community?
0: So there's two ways. We have partnerships with no-code platforms and SaaS tools where they can pay to have certain things where, for example, they could be promoted to our weekly newsletter. Because uh, our newsletter is extremely engaged and most most of the things that we do are engaged because we've focused so much on engagement um so that's probably the main revenue stream at the moment and the other revenue stream is we have a pro membership which gives some additional benefits like access to perks um exclusive content on the site and amas and our slack and uh that's been a lifetime membership up until now And I'll probably switch that
1: to a yearly membership soon. Okay, great. And is there a way for you to partner up in a way with those um, apps and platforms that make it to number one on product hunt where you do some kind of swap deal where you tell them, I will promote you on my newsletter if you promote me to your users. And therefore you said those are getting the new blood that is coming into the community, and therefore you will be growing without spending money, is this something that could be a feasible engagement?
0: yeah, we kind of do that already without explicitly asking for it
2: but we we do i'm 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 focused more on building relationships with the platforms and startups so i'd rather I'd rather be friendly with. I'd rather actually create a genuine friendship with, with people and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that I now help to promote and it's it's just because I've built a relationship with them and, and they return the favour. So
0: I, I don't focus so much on those kind of I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine type approaches. I've tried those things in the past and they can work very well. Um, it's just a bit more um, intentional and... Harder to manage in a sense. Um, but I go I, I tend to go for a very organic approach with marketing these days.
1: I like what you're saying. So if I understood you correctly, and this is what I understood so far, is that people at no code founders, the highest engaged ones are those who are non techies in the tech world, and what they want is to create side incomes through no code tools that will bring to them good money in this uncertain economy where we don't know what we can lose we don't know whether the vaccine might someday cost a thousand pounds per <laughs> micro milliliter or whatever it is and therefore that safety that comes from having multiple streams of income where one goes whether it's your job or any of the projects uh, then you know that you're gonna be okay either way and you won't be uh, scrambling and what happened is that they had the experience of trying projects obsessing about them thinking about them letting them consume them spending months and weeks and building and building and building only to fall flat and get disheartened and waste through money and time that could have been saved and redirected and when you use no code tools you can simply in a fraction of the time save 90 percent of the time get an mvp working tested in the market because the market will tell you whether your idea will grow and in the same time that it took you before to fall flat and fail you can test 10 different ideas and therefore find the let go of the many that will fail and find that Somewhat of a unicorn idea that will give you the good money, especially now using no code tools. You can get a high profit margin, and it's enough to all find one or two ideas to get a comfortable quality of life. And the benefit you get through a small lifetime payment or yearly payment at No Code Founders is this look, when you're an entrepreneur and you want to do it as a solo preneur where you take care of everything and you have total control and independence you will have issues and questions that might reduce your speed of getting to that MVP and testing it, and you cannot afford that because each delay could mean that you will waste time on an idea that doesn't work while you could already have moved on to find the one that works and the community has experts in every single field, every single tool, every single issue that you have, and um, a culture of encouraging both any questions you might have as well as encouraging answers and you won't just get one answer it's like you remember when you go to a doctor and a really problematic thing they tell you to get a second and third opinion well this is incorporated into no code founders where you will post a question and you will rest assured not only that you will get an answer but that you will get so enough perspectives to know how to fix that ASAP and move on and get your MVP to market to know for sure, is this something worth investing the marketing and time and mental bandwidth into or let it go and move on to another idea? And therefore, if you try to do it on your own, even with the help and the speed of no-code tools, you'll still struggle and spend weeks asking questions or days even well you get answers from people who have no expertise they just are too confident and show off online like they're experts while they know nothing and they will lead you down the wrong road or you go to reddit while people will lash out at you and act aggressively almost traumatizing you from this entrepreneurial path and therefore with the kindness and the spirit and the culture of no-code founders, you will get access to true experts who care and who will give you the answers you need. And therefore, we save you the one thing you can never replace, time. While other people will struggle and either go uh, up an upwards hill where they will not make it, they will just spend their time Uh, money and effort into hopeless causes we get you to that mvp fast so that you test it fast and you get to the one that works to the pot of gold faster and that's what no code founders is about and even more it was focused from the very beginning on building relationships so those people who will answer you actually care they're not there for a paycheck if you try to pay Experts to give you all those answers, you will go bankrupt in a millisecond because that's too many people. While with this, it's a little amount of money that will give you access to priceless, like MasterCard will say, uh, wisdom and experience and expertise, and people who have been through that road before to tell you where the potholes are so you don't stumble down and crash ever again. And that's what we do at uh, No Code Founders. It's about you not getting that frustrating experience of spending your time and money and effort on a hopeless cause, not knowing it is, obsessing about it and wasting that time and crashing your spirit, or asking people who don't know what they're doing or who will lash out at you and losing that time, or spending all your money on experts who won't care as much, but who will take your wallet gladly, empty it out on the table, take every penny, Well, for a fraction of the cost and a fraction of the time, we will get you to that MVP so that you reach your own unicorn and you will get that security of having multiple streams of income while you still enjoy your work at your job, which you already love. But everything will be perfect because now you're not doing it alone, although you're a solopreneur. You are in the warm bosom of NCP. What do you think about this?
2: That was uh, summed up perfectly, I think.
1: Thank you so much. I hope you use this. Especially when this is out, transcribe it and test it within your community and make this the message. Like, use your own words and write this as the. This is what goes, should go. This is the marketing. This is the story. This is the whole thing. This is what you put in the website. This is what you keep telling people. This is what you make a video about. And you say, the NCP manifesto is this. And you tell this story. And when people hear, they're like, I know what you're about, I know why it's important. I know why you deserve my money and I'll gladly pay because you're not just a community. You are people who are saving me so much and getting me to my goal so much faster. So of course, NCP is the way.
2: Yeah, that's it. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, Do you Mm. have anything to share with, with the listeners now and share about how people can know more about the community? How can they join it and everything else?
2: Of course. So uh, please do go to nocodefounders.com and you can sign up straight away. You just have to add your email address and you'll get an invite link to the Slack. Um, You can create a profile on the site. You can add your startup and we'll share that in our newsletter to 6,000 subscribers every week. Um, We've got a great open rate of over 50% and um, it's a great way to meet
0: people in the no-code space and to show people what you're working on and get feedback from that. And we're going to be adding a lot of resources this year on building businesses. So um, it would be great great to have you join.
1: Thank you so much. I will put a link in the description and I wish you a brilliant day. I really enjoyed this and I learned a lot about no-code founders and it was really, really wonderful.
0: No, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on.